Section 12 of Captain Billy's Whizbang, Volume 2, Number 13, October 1920. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Captain Billy's Whizbang, Volume 2, Number 13, October 1920, by W. H. Fawcett. Smokehouse Poetry, Part 1 The Passing of the Old Smokehouse When memory keeps me company And moves to smiles or tears A weather-beaten object Looms through the mist of years Behind the house and barn it stood A half a mile or more And hurrying feet a path had made Straight to its swinging door its architecture was a type of simple classic art, but in the tragedy of life it played a leading part, and off the passing traveller drove slow and heaved a sigh to see the modest tired girl slip out with glances shy. We had our posy garden that the women loved so well, I loved it too, but better still, I loved the stronger smell that filled the evening breezes so full of homely cheer, and told the night or taken tramp that human life was near. On lazy August afternoons it made a little bower, delighted where my grandsire sat, and whiled away an hour. For there the summer morning its very cares entwined, and berry bushes reddened in the steaming soil behind. Poor girlie! My parents told me not to smoke. I don't. Nor listen to a naughty joke. I don't. They told me it was wrong to wink at handsome men, or even think about intoxicating drink. I don't. To dance or flirt was very wrong. I don't. Wild girls chase men and wine and song. I don't. I kiss no men, not even one. In fact, I don't know how it's done. You wouldn't think I have much fun. I don't. Hunting the Wily Polecat As told by a French-Canadian I'm hunt the bear, I'm hunt the rat, sometimes I'm hunt the cat. Last week and tax my axe and go to hunt the skunk pole cow. My friend Bill says he's very good fur, same time good for eat. So I tell my wife I get fur coat, same time I get some meat. I walk one, two, three, four mile. I feel one awful smell. I think that skunk, he's gone and died, and fur coat's gone to hell. By the time I get up very close, I raise my axe up high. That goddamn skunk, he's up and plunk, throw something in my eye. Sacre bleu, I think I'm blind. Gee Christ, I cannot see. Ah, run around and round and round, Till bumping goddamn tree. By and by I drop the axe, And light out for the shack. 
I think about a milky skunk. He's climb upon my back. My wife, she meets me at the door. She's sick on me, the dog. She says, you no sleep here tonight. Go out and sleep with Hog. I try to get in Hog pen. Gee, cry, now what you think? That goddamn Hog, no stand for that. On count of awful stink. So I no hunt the skunk no more to get his fur and meat. For if his breath he smells so bad, gee cry, what if he spit? The Girl with the Blue Velvet Band In that city of wealth, beauty and fashion, dear old Frisco, where I first saw the lights, and the many frolics that I had there, are still fresh in my memory tonight. One evening, while out for a ramble, here or there, without thought or design, I chanced on a young girl, tall and slender, on the corner of Kearney and Pine. On her face was the first flush of nature, and bright eyes seemed to expand, while her hair fell in rich, brilliant masses, was entwined in a blue velvet band. To a house of gentle ruination, she invited me with a sweet smile. She seemed so ready inviting that I thought I would tarry a while. She then shared with me a collection of wines of an excellent brand and conversed in the politest language this girl with the blue velvet band. After lunch to a well-kept apartment, we repaired to the third floor above and I thought myself truly in heaven, where reigneth the goddess of love. Her lady's taste was resplendent, from the graceful arrangement of things, from the pictures that stood on the bureau, to the little bronze cupid with wings. But what struck me most was an object, designed by an artistic hand. T'was the costly layout of a hop-fiend, and that fiend was my blue velvet band. On a pile of soft robes and pillows, she reclined, I declare, on the floor. Then we both hit the pipe, and I slumbered, and ponder it over and o'er. Tis months since the craven arm grasped me, and in bliss did my life glide away. From opium to dipping and thieving, she artfully led day by day. One evening, coming home wet and dreary, with the swag from a jewellery store, I heard the soft voice of my loved one as I gently opened the door. If you will give me a clue to convict him, said a stranger in tone soft and grand, you'll then prove to me that you love me. It's a go, said my blue velvet band. Ah, how my heart filled with anger, at woman so fair, false and vile, and to think that I once true adored her, brought to my lips a mock smile. Ill-gotten gains we had squandered, and my life was hers to command. Betrayed and deserted for another, could this be my blue velvet band? Just a few moments before I was hunted, by the cops who wounded me too, 
and my temper was none of the sweetest, as I swung myself into their view. And the copper, not liking glitter, of the forty-five colt in my hand, hurriedly left through the window, leaving me with my blue velvet band. Had she been true when I met her, great future for us was in store, for I was an able mechanic, and honest and square to the core. What happened to me I will tell you. I was ditched for a desperate crime. There was hell in a bank about midnight, and my pal was shot down in his prime. As a convict of hard reputation, ten years of hard grind did I land, and I often thought of the pleasures I had with my blue velvet band. One night as bedtime was ringing, I was standing close to the bars, I fancied I heard a girl singing, far out in the ocean of stars. Her voice had the same touch of sadness, I knew that but one could command. It had the same thrill of gladness as that of my blue velvet band. Dear pals, when my hitch is completed, back to Frisco I'll journey again, where my chances are worth a few dollars, all the way from a thousand to ten. Once again I will try to live honest, though I go to some far distant land, and bid adios to dear Frisco, and the girl with the blue velvet band. End of section 12. Recording by Alan Mapstone.